Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 16 of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Today's episode is brought to you by TechSite Builder. TechSite Builder is a hosted website builder that allows you to quickly and easily get a clean and professional website up and running for your computer or tech-focused business. Save time and frustration with TechSite Builder. Learn more at TechSiteBuilder.com. It's also brought to you by the DC Unconvention 2017, the second annual conference for IT business owners. Learn from fellow techs and business owners, get business strategies that work in the real world, and discover new tech. Learn more at unconvention.io. Today, I'm joined once again by Dave Greenbaum of Dr. Dave's Computer Repair. Dave spent a few months reviewing the top feedback and review services for techs, and he's going to share the insights he discovered during that process. Plus, we'll chat about how to leverage positive reviews and the best way to handle those occasional negative reviews. All that and so much more coming up right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Computer Business Marketing Show. If you own or work in an IT services business, this is the place to learn how to get more clients, keep them happy, and grow your revenue. You can watch, download, and or subscribe to all episodes at computerbusinessmarketing.com. You can also catch our live stream on Facebook every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just be sure to like the Tech Site Builder page, click the following tab, and then select See First so that you can see the live stream jump to the top of your news feed. Today, we have an awesome guest on for the second time on the Computer Business Marketing Show, our first repeat guest on this particular show. And it is Dave Greenbaum. He is uh, from Dr. Dave Computer Repair, and he's going to be on today to talk about... Um, all about online reviews, um, the importance of getting reviews, how you can streamline that process, and uh, and some of the tips and tricks around um, just getting reviews uh, and getting them through the different places that you can get reviews online. So I'm excited to dig into that topic with Dave here coming up soon. Before we do that, I uh, just wanted to do the usual um, looking around at the Computer Business Marketing Facebook group and what we have going on there. If you guys want to join us in the Computer Business Marketing Facebook group, just uh, head over to Facebook and search for Computer Business Marketing. Um, normally, we're the first group that shows up when you search for that. Uh, it's called Computer Business Marketing Tips and Tricks. And join us in there. We've got lots of great discussions going on. Every day, I try to post a question or some sort of uh, conversation stoking type of thing to get people talking and a lot of great um, conversations going on over there. I wanted to highlight one of those conversations here at the top of the show. Uh, and that was a question I asked recently about what's the one piece of tech that your business can't do without. So sometimes we'll ask questions that aren't necessarily marketing related, but it all kind of ties together. You know, the tech you use in your business is also the tech that you use to help to market your business a lot of the times, especially most people said their phone, <laughs> of course, their smartphone is their uh, one piece of tech that they can't do without. And I, I'd say that's pretty, pretty common nowadays. You know, maybe 10 years from now, it'll be my VR glasses <laughs> or whatever, whatever's the hot thing. Um, in in a in a decade from now, but right now it's the smartphone. And uh, um, Dave, you had an interesting uh, answer to that question. You talked about how um, it's your phone, but that you have a, a, a backup Android phone. And you talked about like how every critical business tool has a backup. Can you kind of go into 
uh, the ph- philosophy behind that and what you've done to kind of help make things redundant? Sure. Well, I, I, I stress about everything. So um, I think about what could go wrong and try to plan ahead, which is really kind of what we do with our clients. We tell them, make sure you have a backup and stuff like that. So I looked at my most critical device and it's it's my mobile phone and the data on there. So, um, you know, if I dropped it, if it got stolen or something, what would I do in that, that case? Eventually, we would be up and running, but it would be difficult to say to my client, sorry, I didn't return your call in your emergency. I, I lost my phone. And they'd be like, you are the person we rely on for our business and you don't have backup and some kind of redundancy in your operations. Um, so it's, it starts with a mobile phone. So I've got everything in iCloud. So I've got all the contact information there. Mm-hmm. Um, that also syncs to, uh, to a Google account which I have an Android phone, so I have two phone lines. So if there's an outage or some other problem, they're on two separate systems. Um, so I can just pick up my Android phone and, and if necessary, forward my iPhone to the Android or the Android to the iPhone, either way. And all that information nice. should be synchronized. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I guess going from there, you know, if my internet went out in the house, well, I can I can tether via my phone or something like that, and I've got a. You said you had a backup business location. Yeah, so I have you know I, I work out of my home primarily. Um, I also have a office where I meet with clients, and should this office ever have a problem, I have a co-working space, um, not too far away that I have privileges at, so I could always go there. So if there were some kind of you That's know great. you know if if I couldn't access my office for some reason, which actually happened one time. Um, we had a very bad snowstorm, and um, mm. my office wasn't plowed, and I couldn't meet with clients. So mm. I said, okay, well, do you mind driving a little bit further to Kansas City, and I can meet with you there? Worked out perfectly. Nice. I love it. And all these three locations have internet, so if internet goes out, um, I've, I've got access that way. So it's, it's things you think, you know, it's the once or twice where these things happen, and how hard is it? to have a little bit of redundancy. And, you know, when I tell people the Android and the iOS thing, hey, I'm familiar with both. So I can go and use either one because I've got systems that run on, on, either, on, on either platform. And I think that's the beauty of having everything in the cloud, right? Because then there's no one single system that can fail and then all your stuff goes away. You can just, you know, you can pop out the Android phone and download all the apps and have everything at your fingertips. Um, and, and so that's, you know, one good argument for moving all of your business related stuff to the cloud. But it's still backed up. So I, I have um, systems that I use, uh, gosh, I think it's Cloud HQ. I use a service that backs up one cloud-based account to the other. So all my mm-hmm. Google stuff is backed up to Box. All my Box stuff is backed up to uh, Amazon Cloud, stuff like that. Again, we, we are in the business of making sure that clients have access to their data, so we have responsibility to make sure our data is ac- accessible everywhere. Yep, and, and it's surprising how, how many uh, techs or computer business owners out there kind of overlook that or don't think about it or assume that their stuff is going to be okay. Um, all the stuff you're recommending for your clients, you, know, you, you should definitely be doing yourself as well. Cool. All right, um, so that is in the... Uh, in the the Facebook marketing group, um, head on over there. We've got a lot of great conversations going on. Uh, so we're going to just dive straight into the, uh, the featured topic. But before we do that, just want to give a quick shout out to the first sponsor of this show, and that is TechSite Builder. Uh, Dave is a client of TechSite Builder, and a lot of other listeners are as well. 
It is the place to go if you want a clean and effective website for your computer business and you don't want to build it yourself. You don't want to pay thousands of dollars for a web developer to build it for you. You want a solution that's easy, that's quick, uh, but that's solid and effective. That's what TechSite Builder is for you. Uh, we have everything from security to speed enhancements to um, the uh, you know security. All of that stuff is there uh, taken care of for you. We host it. Um, so you don't have to worry about that. You just need to worry about jumping in there and putting in the information where you want in your website. So you really can make it your own. You're not beholden to a web developer to make updates for you. Uh, on the other hand, you aren't necessarily responsible for the upkeep of your own website as far as keeping it patched and all of that stuff. So you can just focus on the message you want to send to your clients and the marketing you do through the website. You can connect to third-party services like Repair Shopper, like MailChimp, uh, like uh, any kind of chat type of service that you want to have pop up on your website. All of that stuff's compatible with a tech site builder. And uh, and it's really all there. We, we have trainings for you guys, video training to walk you through setting up your website and then to help you take it a step further, whether that's through um, adding content, blogging, uh, doing your own SEO. And if you don't have time to do any of that stuff, we can take care of it for you through our concierge services. So all of that stuff is there for you on TechSite Builder. Save time and frustration. That's our motto with TechSite Builder. Learn more at TechSiteBuilder.com. All right. The feature topic today is all about uh, the importance of online reviews and how to get online reviews. Uh, this is the day. This is like the era of online reviews, I think. I mean, people are online all the time. They're searching for things online. You know, Yelp is popular. Google Reviews is popular. Facebook, you can leave reviews on Facebook. People have the ability to leave a review at the, at the, you know, at their fingertips. So you want to help foster good reviews. You know, in case every now and then that one, you know, bad review might slip through, uh, and you want to help to drown out that one bad review by all the good reviews. I think the problem is a lot of times people who have a good experience or who don't have a bad experience tend to just not bother leaving a review at all. Um, the thing that kind of prompted this particular topic was uh, Dave here recently wrote a article for Technible, uh, and that's called uh, Reviewing the Top Feedback and Review Services for Techs. And this was uh, something that I know Dave has been working pretty hard uh, on researching a bunch of the different service review services that you can use to help kind of facilitate the process of getting the clients to review you. So I guess before we get started on that, Dave, I'm just curious what kind of prompted you to want to write this article in the first place? Well, we had always gotten reviews, but they had been completely random. Some people would write reviews, some people wouldn't. Um, typically, the best way I would get someone to write a review is when they had a good experience, they'd offer to tip us. And I'd say, um, you know, we really can't accept tips, but if you really want to do us a favor, what would be really awesome is if you could write us an online review. That would do a lot more than any type of tip you could give us. And, and they're, they're more than happy to do it. Heck, I'm asking them to give up two or three minutes of their time rather than their money. So they're usually pretty happy to do so. And it was coming through like that. And as time marched on, uh, there were a lot of other businesses in town were getting reviews, and I started researching how how can I get more reviews for my business, and I found out about this kind of 
new service that are review funnels or review generation sites that really didn't exist five years ago. Most of the services I researched were about three or four years old. Mm-hmm. So, so then I started looking at one and I was like, this is a big sum of money. And I started really researching them and I found out, okay, what could I afford and really what is what type of services were in that category. And then I had to sit through a lot of webinars to learn about <laughs> that. And then I decided, wow, you know, if I'm going through this, um, I bet you other people probably had the same problem. So let me go ahead and really do a deep dive of research and do some testing and then write about my experiences for others. So did you actually um, use each of these in your business or did you just kind of poke around at the back end and see what you could do? No, I used every one that I wrote about except for one in that article, I used for a good 30 days. Some of them had 14-day reviews and they were willing to extend it for 30 days so I could really compare and contrast. At one point, I, I signed up for all the services and then I just basically every day kind of randomly just picked clients to contact through each of the services to see how the experience was and what type of feedback I got and what type of glitches that they had. Cool. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, and I know that, that, that takes a lot of work and a lot of diligence. And I, you know, I've written a couple of review type posts for your friendly neighborhood computer guy back in the day. And it's, it's a lot of work. <laughs> and um, especially if you're going to be thorough about it and, and really try each thing out yourself but I love that it's it's something that you needed. So um, you just kind of were scratching your own itch and, and trying to find something that worked for you. And in the process, you're helping all of us out by kind of exposing some of this stuff that you don't necessarily see through the, the marketing on the website or that you can't easily ascertain uh, just by doing a Google search. Um, I'm curious, like, what are the um, some of the uh, common threads about all of these services? What are some of the things they all do? Um, uh, and uh, and uh, the follow-up question to that is, where do they facilitate getting reviews on? So you you got to work with the basic idea here is you want the famous phrase is, if you like our service, tell others. If you don't like our service, tell us. Hmm. The problem is consumers hmm. don't always do that. If you randomly say or say to clients, would you mind reviewing us? then those clients that have a negative experience are going to leave you a negative review and you kind of don't want that. Um, And you want to be able to capture those problems before they, they enter the public. So all these services in one way or another are designed to do that. They generate feedback from a client. If the feedback is positive, then they give the client an opportunity to leave an online review. If it's negative, they don't get those links and they contact you about the problem. Now, what would be the difference between using one of these services and just doing it yourself, basically sending a follow-up email to and, a client? And I used to do that. Um, like a lot of other owners, I have Repair Shopper, and we use Marketer. Um, one of the things is it doesn't track it as well. Um, here you have a centralized uh, dashboard yeah. that you can monitor that, and you can monitor reviews from all the services, Yelp, Google, Facebook, that type of thing. So. Um, I, I used marketer for a while and I wasn't getting those results because I would first have to ask, did you have a positive experience? Those people that said they had a positive experience, then I would ask to leave a review. Um, 
So you could do this by hand, but as we started getting busier and busier, it became harder to do this, and I wanted a little bit more automation. Do you think there's there might be some hesitation from clients to respond to you directly with their opinion rather than maybe a third party service coming in kind of as the as the buffer saying, "Hey, did you like Dave's over here, his service? Then leave a review over here or, you know, then contact Dave if you had a problem." Um, did, did you see like using these services helped get more of those reviews than rather than you just reaching out on your own? Yeah, they they really did. It was the after I decided on the service to use, which again, you're going to have to read the article to find out, um, people are responding as if they're talking to a third party. They're referring to Dave or one of my technicians like they're responding to the service rather than me. And I think we got a little bit more honest feedback on that than if it appeared like they were leaving it directly with me or with those services. Um, and we've seen, we've seen, you know, anytime you've done business with a company, um, anyone who uses Square, that's the default in the Square receipt. You either have the happy face or the frowny face, and that feedback goes directly to Square. Yep. So, yeah, I, I, I felt I got a lot better results and a lot more information when I used one of these services than when I used it directly. And it was great because I found two clients that were upset that felt like they didn't want to contact us because it was minor and I was able to resolve it pretty quickly. Now where, where, so when a customer has a positive experience, where does it then take them? Does, does it have them choose where they want to leave the review or do you have like a preferred platform that you want them to leave the review on? The services differ on that. Okay. Some will randomly select which service to use. Some will say, Hey, um, we've looked at your reviews and you've got a lot of Google reviews, but not a lot of Facebook reviews. So we're going to offer the Facebook review first. Oh, okay. Some of them, one of the difficulties with reviews is if someone doesn't have a Gmail account, it's going to be difficult for them to leave a Google review because they first have to do have a Google account. So some of the services will look at the cookies and stuff like that and try to figure out what the best service is based on what, what they're logged into. Interesting, huh? Or you can specify it. Um, yeah. You can say, I think I'm good for Google, but I want to up my Facebook, so let's just turn off the request for Google reviews at this time. And I, I think that's a, a big uh, a draw for these services is that it really makes that part easy so it can check what they're logged into. Because if you are funneling all of your clients to leave a Google review, for example, and maybe some of your clients don't have a Google account or they don't know how to log in or whatever, but they have the Facebook tab open all day, then you, you know it's easier to funnel them into the Facebook reviews, but you wouldn't know that. Um, so that's, that's kind of a cool uh, advantage of, of these services that I didn't even know existed. Yeah. Where have you found um, you get the most uh, traction from reviews? Which, which platform? Definitely Google. Google, yeah, because they they kind of incorporate that into their algorithm too. So if you right. have a certain number of five star reviews, I forget what the number is, that'll help you you know rank better uh, in search. And people want to learn about the service. If there's if there's just stars and there's no information, they don't learn as much. Um, I've had a, we have a few negative reviews. Um, and once or twice a client specifically said, I looked at the way you respond to the negative review and I, I really appreciated that because it's really easy when everyone likes your service and everything's going well, um, to use someone, but when there's a problem, you want to see how the business resolves it. And, you know, fortunately 
people have been happy with the way we've resolved it. But you just can't please all the people all the time. Yeah, and that's a great reminder for folks. And I know most people listening know this, but for those negative reviews you do uh, get every now and then, you definitely do want to respond. And you want to respond positively. Um, I I was watching a show on Hulu the other day, and one of the suggested shows that popped up was an episode of Kitchen, uh, not Kitchen Nightmares, but it was the one where Gordon Ramsay goes into restaurants and tries to like rehabilitate them. And there was only one episode where there was a restaurant that he he refused to even work with because they were just so against taking criticism. And one of the big things that negative things that they did was they would respond to every negative review with like a fight. Like, hey, you guys don't know what you're talking about. We're the best there is and and you're an idiot basically. And every negative review, they would just go back and be even more negative. And that's just kind of like, you know, adding gasoline to a to, to a campfire. <laughs> it just kind of get, gets out of hand. Um, so you want to re- respond, but you want to respond positively. Um, just let, you know, sometimes some types of clients, you, you can't please them, but you're really not trying to please them when you respond. You're trying to please or trying to put on a good face for people who might end up reading that negative review and then uh, letting them know that you are the type of person that isn't going to, you know, lash back or you're uh, you ha- you have a, a good head on your shoulders and you're <laughs> you um you know you're fair about things so i think that's you know, uh, we deal with we deal with people who often may like our service but may not like the results and sometimes mm-hmm. hold us responsible for the results that we had nothing to do with you dropped your laptop you lost all your data i'm really sorry but it's going to be expensive and you've gone lost your data so you know, you really can't blame us for that, but it, but it happens. It happens, and you've just got to take that in stride. Um, I'm grateful for the one or two negative reviews we do have because it doesn't seem like they're fake. That, you know, if, if someone has perfect reviews and all over the place, you kind of wonder, is are these real people having these problems and stuff like right. that? So when you get one or two of the negatives, it, it seems more authentic. So uh, Paco mentioned that was Kitchen Nightmares <laughs> was the show yeah. that I was trying to think yeah. of. Yep. I think it was Amy's, I want to say it was Amy's Bakehouse or something. I, yep. I yeah. that That's the one. And it was, it was epic. Um, <laughs> yes. the, they, they didn't like criticism. And if some of it sounds like it was unfair and that happens, people, yeah. are people. Um, and sometimes you have to say, we're not a good fit for everyone. Now, Jerry in the in the Facebook comments brings up an interesting point. She says, "Respond right away, but get it offline as soon as possible." And we know with a lot of these review places, especially Google, and I th- I think all of them actually, it's it's kind of it's pretty tough to get negative reviews taken down because they want you know if someone had a bad experience, they want that negative review to be online. So a lot of times, unless it's you know obviously slanderous or obviously the person didn't actually use your service and the, the negative review has nothing to do with your service. Um, a lot of times you're not going to get it taken down. So really you just have to respond to it and kind of leave it there. Yeah. You want, you don't, I would say you don't want to simply say, and I've seen some businesses say, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. Please contact us directly because you've got to remember that you've got two responsibilities. You have responsibility to the client having the problem and you have responsibility to everyone reading it. So if you simply say, at the initial volley, we're going to take this offline, then the public doesn't see how you responded. So you might respond initially and say, 
but I'd love to make this right for you. Please contact us or I will be contacting you directly. Um, and that's what some of these services do is uh, they allow follow-ups. So if you get negative feedback and you resolve it, you can say, hey, can you go online and leave us a more positive review? Yep, exactly. I, th- I think that's that's something great, um, great advice. And I know I've been impressed uh, when I've seen negative reviews in places and uh, and I see the the business owner responding. I just like to even, I don't even necessarily care what they said, as long as I just see that, that they're active and they, they care and they're looking at the reviews, um, especially for, for like service type businesses, because that tells me that the owner cares about you know, what they're doing and they follow up with people and they kind of have their finger on the pulse of what's going on. Um, and that, that makes me feel better. Well, and you also want, as, as a business owner, I see a lot of businesses, not just in, in our industry, but all industries, they only respond to the negative reviews, which is a terrible idea. Oh, yeah, that's right. Good point. Right? Because they, they're like, oh, my gosh, one left a negative review. I've got to respond right away and, and deal with this. And then someone leaves this wonderful glowing review and there's crickets. You yeah. need to encourage the positive reviews and thank people for taking their time because yeah. a positive review is a gift to you. That's from the client saying, here, I'm taking time out of my day to write this review to help others. Whereas a negative view is usually, I'm angry and I want satisfaction. I want everyone to know I'm upset. That's, that's for their benefit. But a positive view is for your benefit. And you should be thanking those, in some ways I would say, quicker than responding to the negative reviews. Because you want to encourage those and you want to thank people for taking their time out to do something like that. And that's what a lot of these services do is they'll let you know as soon as there's a positive review so you can respond right away and say thanks. Um, one nice. thing you don't want to do, which, which speaking of that kind of segues, is you never want to pay people in any way, shape, or form for reviews. Mm-hmm. And I see some starting businesses doing that, giving some kind of incentive or something like that for review. For one, it's primarily against the law. Um, Federal Trade Commission guidelines, that has to be disclosed. Number two is it's not really authentic. Um, you're not that the person's getting something in return for leaving the review. You want someone who kind of leaves the review because they like you and the review is going to seem more authentic to people. People kind of a filter for that. I think can tell when something's authentic and when something's not authentic. Yeah. And, and something else you want to do with these reviews is also put them on your website. So that's one component, like especially if tech site builder, we have an entire module for your website site specifically for testimonials because we know how important that is. For computer businesses, especially computer repair shops, um, storefronts, that sort of thing, where you're interfacing with the public, they want to see that there's a trust there from other people. So it's great to get these reviews on these trusted services, and then take those reviews and highlight the best ones on your website. You can link back to the original review so people can see it's actually a real person leaving that review, and that way you can leverage that not only on your website but throughout your marketing. Um, this is great. Testimonials are one of the most powerful things you can do in marketing because um, you're showing uh, potential clients that you've uh, given great results to people just like them, and they'll be more uh, inclined to use your services. So once you get these reviews, just don't leave leave them sitting there in Google or Facebook. Leverage them in all other aspects of your your marketing. That's something that I'm I've been working on this quarter is taking those reviews from one service. And you converting them to like Instagram pictures so I can post them on Instagram mm. and see them on other services and then and and Google and stuff like that. And one of the other things is we get a lot of handwritten notes thanking us. 
So those are completely offline and I'm taking pictures <laughs> of them and I'm going to convert them to put them online. That's cool. So they take the time to write it. We kind of have a board at the office of all the thank yous and stuff like that. So when someone walks in, they can see people are pleased with our service. Very cool. Uh, yeah, the, I love getting like a tangible, real letters in the mail because you don't see that too often in the mail or deliver, you know, hand delivered from the client. That's, that means a lot, especially this day and age. Cool. Um, so it, going back to the, uh, t- the Technible article, um, you know, folks, I, I put the link in the, the Facebook chat and also we'll have that on the show notes. Definitely check that out. Look through um, all the uh, research that Dave did. He, he, how, how many services are there that you reviewed? Uh, I got to pull it up. I want to say, I, I spent so much time on this. I want to say, did I actually, re- did I actually read, um, one, two, three, four. I used five services in there for six services. I couldn't use be acquiring ones. I used those um, for an entire month and made sure to try somewhat unscientifically, but made sure like the wording was the same on each one. Um, you know, for example, some would give you just a thumbs up, thumbs down, whether the client liked you or not, while some had a 10 point mm. scale. Wow. <laughs> what yeah. the responses and each company I talked to said, ours is the best and here's why. So part of it is you, all of them offer free trials, um, except one offers a 30 day money back guarantee. The rest offer free trials. So you've got nothing to lose to try them and, and see what you think. And if it starts generating um, reviews and, and the responses you want from your clients, then you can stick with it. What are, what are some things folks should keep in mind as they're reviewing these things to look out for, or maybe things to be aware of? Um, hmm. I wouldn't, I think personally, I wouldn't spend more than a hundred bucks for these. To, mm. Are they all monthly? Most of them are monthly. Um, some will give you a discount for yearly. Some use an agency principle and white label. So you could either get a bunch of businesses together and kind of split the cost, kind of like splitting a cab. Mm-hmm. Or some of them will allow you to resell your services. So if you decide it's great for you, and let's say, for example, you do a lot of restaurants point of sale, you might resell this as part of your MSP package or something. Not only will we monitor your computers and stuff like that, we'll monitor your views and help you with them. So there's a good business opportunity there. Yeah, I love uh, leveraging services that you use in your own business to then provide those services to your clients or help your clients use those services because you're using it, you're happy with it, you use it every day. Why not white label it and give it to your clients? Cool. Uh, So guys, check that out. It's on technible.com. It's the latest article there. I'll also have a link to that in the show notes. Uh, It's a great article, uh, really thorough work, Dave. Um, Great job. And thanks for uh, being on the show. Full disclosure, you weren't actually scheduled today. We had another guest scheduled for today who had a family emergency he had to uh, cancel. Um, so I appreciate you coming on on the last minute here. And uh, always great stuff, always great insights. I appreciate it. Um, stick around because we do have a new segment of the show where we do kind of a rapid fire question and uh question and answer type of thing. We'll do that after this next uh, sponsor break. And I'll, I'll ask you to help me with the sponsor break because it is for the unconvention. And you've been kind of helping us uh, put together the unconvention. You also were a fan of the original unconvention, um, as most of the people who went last year were. 
Um, I know a vast majority of the folks who went to Unconvention last year are coming back again this year. And I think that's because they they really felt like they got a lot out of it. Um, it is the uh, computer business event of the year. It's happening in Washington, D.C. We're calling it the D.C. Unconvention 2017. And it's a place where uh, you as a computer business owner can come and mingle with other computer business owners. Uh, and you can learn from your peers in group settings, in uh, lab setting, hands-on labs. Uh, we're going to have Brian Best, who was our guest on the last episode, there to talk about his journey as a uh, specialist, uh, Mac specialist, how he grew that from break fix to storefront retail to an MSP, how he sold the business, and, and now he's uh, got some products he's working on. Um, he's going to talk about his story. He's got a lot of great uh, lessons he learned from that and uh, lots of great food. We're going to have local food vendors catering the event. Um, Dave, what, what was the big reason or maybe a couple of the big reasons why you uh, are coming back this year? Well, anytime you, you're in a business, it's, it goes back to some of this review stuff. There, the, these services weren't around a couple of years ago. So it's nice to learn what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. So getting a bunch of people in the room talking about products and services they use that might enhance your business and make it easier is, is absolutely essential. And it's all in one place. So you've got a bunch of people together and you can start every problem you've had about your business, every frustration, every annoyance. Um, if you have absolutely no frustrations or annoyances, then you're probably not doing business right. Everyone has some of these. So getting everyone in the room and saying, hey, I have this problem. Does anyone know a solution? And that was probably the most profound thing at that event. Everyone that described a problem, there's probably at least three or four people said, I faced that problem and this is how I dealt with it. And then I'm just rapidly taking notes. That's great. That's great. <laughs> yes. That's great. You had a lot of notes at the end. <laughs> to share. You know, there were a couple of people that said that. I said, hey, I had this problem. That's how I resolved it. So for 10 seconds, I felt like a little bit of a superhero with that. <laughs> it's great. It's great. And met people. I mean, I, I met you. We had talked for a while. That's, there's something about yep. being able to ask a question in person, live, that makes all the difference in the world. That's why you should be watching Facebook Live and stuff like that. The difference between doing that and listening to a podcast. You can actually interact with people when you're in a Facebook Live. Exactly. And, and so we'll have you know folks that you might recognize from the industry, Mike from the Mike Tech Show, uh, we'll have uh, Marvin B. from Podnuts. Uh, we'll have Corey Fruitman of Instant House Call there. Um, we'll have uh, the guys from Malwarebytes who are helping to sponsor the unconvention. And they're going to talk about their, uh, their tech tool set that they've been developing. And they actually launched at last year's unconvention. And the unconvention attendees helped to shape the direction that that went in, they asked for our feedback. We gave lots of feedback to them and they took that feedback and integrated it into their product. And that's the kind of interactivity you get at the unconvention. You get to talk to these uh, vendors and these service providers that, of the tools that you use and sit down either over a beer or over lunch or, you know, whatever and actually talk one on one. Um, let them know your frustrations or what you like and they're there to listen and that's the cool thing about the unconvention is the sponsors we take on, we will only take on if they're willing to come in person, if they're willing to have a dialogue with the folks who attend the unconvention. And, uh, and we, you know, we turn away a lot of uh, sponsors because they just aren't a good fit. Uh, so we make sure that the folks there are going to be there for you. They're going to listen to you and that you're going to, um, you know, take something away. 
So check it out. Uh, Unconvention, there's still tickets left, but they are limited. So you definitely want to jump on it soon. It's coming up here uh, a little over a month now, September 16th and 17th in Washington, D.C. Learn all about the Unconvention. Check out the schedule and everything else at unconvention.io. And don't forget to use the coupon code TSB to get $40 off your ticket to the Unconvention. And Dave and I will see you in September. All right. So uh, before we end the show, uh, we have a new segment where basically I'll have the guest just kind of answer a few general questions about marketing off the top of your head. These are not prepared. So (laughs) um, let's see how it goes. So Dave, what is the biggest mistake that you feel computer business owners are making with their marketing? Spending money in the wrong places. Um, mm. because they're listening to salespeople and they forget it says salesperson on their shirt or wherever because they're trying to sell you something. They're not necessarily interested in what's best for your business. So if you talk to the Yellow Pages salesman, they'll say Yellow Pages is the way to go. You talk to the radio advertising salesperson, they'll say radio is the way to go. And I see a lot of business owners saying, hey, I like that. They say yes and they wonder why they don't get results and why their bank account is in the negative. Mm. So what do you suggest then listening to peers and, and that kind of thing? Um, I would say, listen to your clients. The number uh, one question you should be asking every client is, how did you hear about us? And that really, you know, goes back to this whole review thing. Everyone's hearing about us through Google and saying it's good Google reviews. So I need to make sure that that is where my marketing efforts go towards. Cool. Um, What, and this kind of leads into the next question, what is the most effective paid marketing that you've used up to this point in your business? Most effective paid marketing is we have a local organic co-op um, grocery store. Um, it's the really the only paid advertising I've ever done. Mm-hmm. And these are high-end customers buying all the organic stuff, you know, like kind of a Whole Foods type thing. Mm-hmm. And my ad is consistently in there every month. And it's been since the business was started. And because I get to go into people's homes a lot, I'll see the the newsletter open right on their kitchen table with, with wow. our phone to the point where I've seen on Facebook and stuff like that, people say, oh, it's he's in the Merck newsletter. Just go ahead and look for his phone number there. So finding out where high-end customers are and making sure that you're consistently there. And I think that that's almost going to be the answer to my next question, which is um, what can you do in your marketing to find your ideal clients? And it sounds like that's kind of what you did. You you saw where your ideal clients were hanging out and you made sure to be in uh, a publication or advertising that gets in front of those type of people. Yeah, because you, I, if you do, I'm a break fix, primarily residential on site. I get to see people's homes and, and what they do. I'm, I'm not spying on them, but I look for trends. Um, and, you know, I saw this grocery store's bags everywhere and, and I like it. So it's not inauthentic. Really looking at some of your ideal customers, looking at who they are and where they shop and point blank asking them, hey, where do you see ads? What, what, what things do you subscribe to? Stuff like that. And, and that's, where I, that's where I put my marketing efforts. And uh, another question, what are you currently struggling with in marketing? And this might lead to a future topic on the Computer Business Marketing Show. I am the worst person when it comes to Google AdWords. I have tried to mess with it and I have wasted money trying to do that. Um, 
Yeah, we need to get a Google AdWords person on here to, to talk about that. And, and it's it's hard because we we have really good organic search results. And I wonder if it's even worth it. But I see my competitors doing it. And I wonder how much business they're getting off of that. So I'll throw yeah, I mean, something at it. And it just doesn't seem to lead to results. It's, it's one of those things where if you do it right, it, it seems to reap really good rewards. I think the ROI seems to be really good, but you need to do it right. <laughs> and so there's definitely a right way and a wrong way. So that's good. I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can reach out to, if there's anybody listening to this, who is a, an expert in Google ads, or you've had great success with it, or you've used a consultancy or a, a, a consultant to help you with it. Uh, let me know. We'd love to get them on the show as a guest. Cool, Dave. Uh, you've been a great sport. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for being a guest today and um, continue. You're, you're a great participator in the Facebook group and, and you hang out on some of the live shows in the past. So we'll see you around and, and the listeners will see you around uh, the different groups. And at the Unconvention in September. And at the Unconvention, exactly. So Dave will not be a stranger. All right. Uh, well, that's going to do it for this show. Uh, let's keep the conversation going. Head on over. If you're listening to the recording of this, head on over to the computerbusinessmarketing.com website. Let us know what you think in the comments of the show notes, and you can grab all the links that we mentioned in this episode as well. Don't forget, you can send questions via email if you uh, want to do it that way to mail at techsitebuilder.com or fill out the contact form on computerbusinessmarketing.com. Also, um, we're looking to get reviews on iTunes. Again, as part of the, uh, the uh, topic of this particular show, uh, this podcast is looking for reviews. So please, if you, if you love listening to the show, whether it's live, whether it's um, the recording, uh, head on over to iTunes or Stitcher, whether you're an Apple or Android person, and uh, give us a shout out. Leave a review. Let us know what you think. Uh, we love to hear your feedback. We love to hear from you guys. And every comment you leave does help to bump up the show in the rankings of those particular platforms so that we can be found and we can get more awesome guests on the show. Finally, don't forget to check out our sponsors, TechSite Builder and The Unconvention. Thank you for checking out the Computer Business Marketing Show. My name is Matthew Rodella saying here's to your success. Your success.